The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 144 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, and the Boston Celtics had their way with us. It was a tough loss for the Spurs. 137-93. to That is us crawling to the finish line of this 2023 season, which will be memorable and hopefully in a way that is memorable because we get a franchise-changing player coming up. But that game, Spurs competed well early, but just couldn't hold on. And the Boston Celtics, who were far the superior team, really got a hold of us and uh, did a number on us. Drew, what were your thoughts about the game? Yeah, what a great game for the Boston Celtics. If you would have watched the first quarter, you would have been like, oh, this game's not going to be that bad. But wow, they played a really good third quarter and fourth quarter. And they scored 69 points in the second half, while we only scored about less than 40. So the Celtics absolutely dominated us, and I knew they were going to win this. Jalen Brown, what a game. 41 points, 13 rebounds, just a great game. No Jason Tatum, so he had to step up. And the Celtics are always good defensively. That is a good win for the Boston Celtics. Tough loss for us. Yeah, so Popovich summed it up. This is a pretty quick interview by him, but this kind of explains it all. It was a tough one. Uh, Celtics played great. Uh, Jalen was super. Uh, you know, we, we played well for about a quarter, but after that, I thought we just gave in. You know, last game on the road, end of season, I thought we uh, embarrassed ourselves by giving in the way we did. But the Celtics had a lot to do with that. Thanks. So that was Greg Popovich, and not a whole lot of words. He was just filling that one a little bit, but uh, it is what it is. We march on. The Spurs' record after that one drops to uh, 19 and 56. So 66, 75, we're seven games away from the end of it. But that brings us to the Tankathon segment. This is where we go over the potential draft picks that the Spurs could land at. We're third worst record in the NBA. That could change, though, because there's a Pistons Rockets matchup looming up pretty soon, if and I'm the not Rockets mistaken. Win that. Yeah. We'd be in business. Yep. So let's do this lottery and see what happens. Well, tonight we land with the number three pick. And the number three pick could be interesting because I think it used to be clear-cut, and I don't think it's so clear-cut anymore. It's not. So, Drew, if we had the third pick tonight, based on what you know, who do you think the Spurs are getting in the draft? Oh, it's tough. But I'm going to have to stay with Amin Thompson there. I know some people are going to say, oh, Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller. But he did not perform well in the tournament. In one game, he shot 3 of 18. In one game, he didn't even score a point in the first game. So give me Almond Thompson. I think he's a little bit be- better of a player than Brandon Miller. And he will perform in the moment. And the, that, the overtime league just won the championship I saw on TikTok. So I think they're really good. So give me Almond Thompson as my number three. All right. 
Well, for me, I'm going to have a little surprise if you've heard previous episodes, but our number three pick with Brandon Miller slated up to number two for a much better fit with the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to go Scoot Henderson, number three to the Spurs. It's because that website says it, though. That's right. Yeah, I'm telling you, Brandon. Copying the website. It's no, I'm just saying Brandon Miller's been climbing up the boards, and I know you're talking about his shooting percentage, but I think Scoot Henderson and the Pistons they have guards, and I just think Brandon Miller oh, might yeah, be a better Jaden fit. Oh yeah, Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. That's right. So the the probably the Pistons are hoping they get Victor. Honestly. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's our Tankathon segment for tonight. Let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two? Yeah, not very many bright spots in this lineup. But for me, my number one top two was Mr. Zach Collins, who played a very good game. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, shot 8 of 18 from the field, and knocked down two threes in this very in pretty good game from Zach Collins. My second on the top two, I went with Malachi Branham, 15 points, three rebounds, and shot seven of 13 from the field in 24 minutes of play. All right. Well, I had uh, Trey Jones. I'm sorry, scratch that. Zach Collins was my number one. He had 21 points, seven boards, like you said. But my number two was actually Trey Jones. 11 points, five rebounds, four assists. But the thing that stood out for me were his three steals. I really liked that because he was going hard and aggressive. And that's what Trey Jones brings to the table. And while other guys may have uh, hung it up, guess what? There, there were only two other players that got stills, so it just kind of showed his motor was going maybe when others weren't. So that's my top two. What about your bottom two, Drew? Yeah, it was a pretty easy choice for me as my number one gave me Doug McDermott, who shot two of ten from the field and one of seven from the three-point line, not doing his job, and a negative 21 plus minus. My number two on the bottom two gave me Gorgie Jing, who another bad night from him, <laughs> 0 of 4 from the field and 0 of 3 from the three-point line. A donut in the point column. So, what is what is your bottom two? Yeah, mine were two totally different guys, and that just shows you what kind of effort the Spurs had. Uh, but my number one on the bottom two was Devonte Graham. 0 of five shooting, 0 of three from three point line. Only ended up with two points, and that's not what you have from one of our better scorers. And then my number two, and you guys may have listened to me because last episode he was my top two, but he's made the fall from grace. And uh, Kata Bates-Diop, he was one of six shooting and only had two points overall. So that's my bottom two. All right, now it's time for the question of the day. Drew, what do you have for us? Yes, I have this question from Chris in Virginia. His question asks, with the Spurs losing and the Hornets, Hornets winning two in a row, did we secure the third spot in the lottery? Ooh, that's a good question. So I'm going to pull it up right now. The Hornets are six games in front of us, and we have uh, 66, 70, we have seven left. So it wasn't officially locked third, but with Basically. the Spurs' next loss, it's locked. So whenever we lose next, we're locked in that third pick, win, lose, or draw. And uh, the only way we can go is up from there, either second or first, which both of those will probably still be in to play until the last three games of the season. But, yeah, good question on that. We're one game away from locking that third pick with the Hornets, which gives, again, the best overall odds to get that number one pick. So we, uh, we're we looking forward to that. All right, now it's time for this day in Spurs history. 
I'm going to dial back to March 26, 1997, when the Spurs, in a very rough season that year, they were 18-52 and 52 after this win over the Orlando Magic, who came in with a 40-30 and 30 record. The Spurs won that game 97-92, and they had uh, five players in double-digit scoring. Led by Monty Williams with 20 points, five assists. Vernon Maxwell chipped in 17. Dominique Wilkins, a human highlight reel, had 13. And Vinny Del Negro had 12. And Carl Herrera finished out the double-digit scores with 10 points, and he also had seven rebounds. So that brings us to the the end of getting close to the end of that season before we drafted a gentleman from the Virgin Islands that went to Wake Forest in college and also won five championships, Tim Duncan. So we hope this year the the season of bad fortune brings us many years of good fortune. All right, Drew, now it's time to preview the upcoming game and who do the Spurs have next? Yeah, in our next matchup, we face the Utah Jazz and San Antonio the Utah Jazz is a pretty good team, but I don't think they'll be fully healthy in this game. Jordan Clarkson has already been ruled out for this game, and Laurie Markkinen has already been ruled out for this game. But look at the San Antonio Spurs. Our little big three is out. We have Jeremy Sohan, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, all officially out against the Utah Jazz in this game. So this game will be tough for the San Antonio Spurs, and I don't think we'll find a way to win it. Okay. Well... Who's your player to go off in this one? Yeah, my player to go off in this one, I'm going to have to go with Katie Bates. The op, with all these guys out, I think he's going to get another start, and I think he'll have a double-double. So all that's right. a surprising take, but he's my double-double. But for my prediction for this game, give me the Utah Jazz by 27. Wow. That's the far, far, farthest I've ever went. With those three guys out, I think Walker Kessler will – do good in the paint. And if Laurie Markkinen plays, it'll definitely be 27. Yeah, I don't think Laurie Markkinen is going to play. He's listed as doubtful 17. right now. Pardon me? 17 points. I'll change it to 17. Okay. So, I don't think he's going to play. And actually, I'm going the different direction. I actually have the Spurs winning this one because we have beat the Jazz twice this year. And uh, one time we beat him by four, and one time we beat him by eight. I think we're going to beat him in the middle ground of that. We're going to win by six. And my player to go off, I've got Zach Collins going right after Walker Kessler and showing him what nasty Zach is all about. So I think the Spurs are going to end their four-game losing streak and beat the Utah Jazz. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us. Drew, would you take us home, please? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!